0: Welcome back to this week's episode of The Emily Show, and in the run-up to the appeals being filed in the Johnny Depp-Amber Heard case, we are starting to see at least reference to the appeals that we know are coming. The appellate briefs should be in by the end of October in the insurance litigation that is getting very busy. We love, we love when a lawsuit includes exhibits, especially when those exhibits are emails. So we have some more information about what's going on behind the scenes for Amber Heard in the context of these two insurance lawsuits. I'm gonna give a quick road so far where we are with these, and then we're gonna go over these newest motions with regard to consolidation and talk about the emails that are in there and the information that we're gathering from what's going on behind the scenes based on the fight That is brewing in these insurance lawsuits over who was paying and we are now seeing puck news estimating that this is going to be somewhere in the realm of 15 million dollars in legal fees we know that it's upwards of 8 million in legal fees based on these filings so this is big money and i'm not surprised that all of the lawyers are out to fight over it so let's talk about again these insurance lawsuits, man, if these things go to trial, we are going to learn so much information about the behind the scenes of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, just in the context of decisions that were made, what was going on with Amber Heard's legal team, the lawyers that got kind of elbowed out of this litigation. It's fascinating, it's fascinating. I've never seen anything quite like this, but that's what I say every time we talk about this case. So we should just get into it for today. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you wanna talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years, I'm a former prosecutor, and I'm a big fan of the Cursey Words. So let's break it down. Thank you to today's sponsor, Manscaped. Just because summer is over doesn't mean it needs to be a horror show in the personal grooming department. Manscaped is here to make sure that you can handle the hair down there without it being an absolute bloodbath. Are we going to have more spooky season puns? Probably, probably. But if you would like your grooming to not be so scary, Manscaped is for you you can get 20% off and free shipping with code LAWNERD at manscaped.com. That's 20% and free shipping with code LAWNERD at manscaped.com. Don't forget to check out the performance package, which has the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer for the hair down there, the Weed Whacker ear and nose trimmer for the hair up here. The Weed Whacker is one of my favorite things ever. It's It's so good. And You'll also get a number of Manscaped's liquid formulations, including the crop preserver and two free gifts, including the boxers, which Dr. B loves, and the shed tool bag. So don't forget to go to manscaped.com, code LONARD, for 20% off and free shipping. So how did we get here in this litigation? Well, The filings give us a pretty good road so far, and I'm going to give a little road so far too because, well, frankly, I just can't help myself because I'm trying to make it make sense quickly. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard obviously went to trial. Johnny Depp won all of his causes of action against Amber Heard in the defamation lawsuit. She won one of the causes of action against him for things that his former attorney, Adam Waldman, had said that has all been ramping up towards appeal. We will learn a lot when the appellate briefs are filed. We saw the notices of appeal get filed and the appeal bonds, the initial $500 essentially filing fee. We saw all of that. We did not see a stay of execution of judgment. I said execution super weird. It's just going to be that way today. I'm sorry. I am still, we are still getting back from being under the weather, so I I still feel like I sound weird. It's just going to be that way today, and I apologize to especially the audio-only crew that's got me in their headphones, but the execution of judgment, or the stay of execution of judgment, meaning a bond that's posted to stop one of the parties from going after collecting the judgment. We didn't see that. On the live streams over on YouTube, we've been talking about that in regard to the Cardi B, Tasha K litigation because we're seeing those motions now go uh, through the court system where Cardi B is seeking to execute a writ over Tasha K's personal property. And that's something we've been talking about a lot over on YouTube. But we haven't seen that here running up to this appeal, but now we are seeing at least reference to the strain that litigating on quote-unquote multiple fronts is causing Amber Heard, um, perhaps not just financially, but also emotionally. These things are draining. No matter what you think about the parties involved in any of the lawsuits that we talk about, it's exhausting. Litigation is emotionally Draining. Even for the lawyers, it can be emotionally draining. But for the parties, for sure, it's quite a lot um, that goes into it. It's a lot of decisions that need to be made, and it's constantly kind of hanging over you. So I would think that this all would be exhausting. So, in the context of the defamation suit, went to trial, verdict in favor mostly of Johnny Depp, pursuing appeals from all sides away we go. We also have these insurance litigations. There are two of them. One is New York Marine Insurance suing Amber Heard over the fact that they did pay some into her defense and they want declaratory relief. They want the court to say, hey, it is what it is, this, that, you have to pay, you don't have to pay. Because she had insurance with them, they are seeking to not pay any of the judgment or legal fees, because this was an intentional tort. This wasn't just a negligence action. This was something that she willfully did. That's what the jury verdict said when it found that malice element to defamation against a public figure. So that is the suit that's been most recently filed from New York Marine against Amber Heard. The underlying suit that gave us quite a lot of information is between... Traveler's Insurance and New York Marine. That lawsuit is Traveler's Insurance versus New York Marine and the New York Marine countersued or cross-claimed Traveler's Insurance. Travelers had a policy with Amber Heard. New York Marine had a policy with Amber Heard. New York Marine had the first attorneys on the scene. And those were attorneys that they say had already been hired by Amber Heard. And they're like, sure, sure, we'll pay for these attorneys. Then Travelers came in and said, sure, Amber Heard, you can pay your attorneys. Um, we'll let you pick your attorneys. Amber Heard went through a few different attorneys before landing on Elaine et al. and her firm. And then the New York Marine attorneys say that they got left off of filings and they got elbowed out of the litigation and they removed themselves from the litigation. Travelers Insurance is like, yo, New York Marine, we both represent this insured. You need to pay for part of this. And New York Marine's like, that's adorable. We're not paying. we told you we're not going to do that. We said that we would pay for the attorneys that we had paid at the beginning. We said we would pay standard insurance rates. Y'all let bills get run up all willy-nilly, and it got all crazy, and travelers had put in a cap for the amount that they were going to pay on the attorneys, and that was exhausted prior to trial, and then travelers just raised the cap, and New York Marines like, why should we pay for your decisions? You've made some wild choices, and we're not here for it. So with those two litigations going on regarding who is paying, not just potentially for a judgment, but for the lawyers thus far, we are now in the context of this motion to consolidate filed by Travelers. Travelers is trying to bring the two litigations together, Travelers versus New York Marine and vice versa, and New York Marine versus Amber Heard, trying to bring it all together saying, This is all about the same thing. This is all just us talking about who's paying the bills. Well, we went over that motion in the last episode covering this last month about who's gonna pay. Now we have an opposition and a reply. So we have New York Marines feelings on the matter, and we have a reply from Travelers. And in the context of this, we have some emails from Amber Heard's new attorney talking about the ongoing appeal. And that I find very interesting. We love a good peek behind the scenes. I love it when we get the lawyer emails included. It's something we see quite a lot in the Britney Spears conservatorship, the ongoing post-conservatorship litigation, lots of emails getting attached. So, Let's take a look at this opposition and reply. But first, a word from our sponsor. As the weather is getting colder, there is something so cozy about making dinner at home. But I have to be honest, all the other stuff is not my favorite. The meal prep, the planning, the ingredient gathering, the grocery shopping, the home provisioning, all of it can be a lot. But Green Chef takes the stress out of it. Delivering organic meals to your door that fit any type of eating lifestyle, keto, paleo, vegan, gluten free, or just looking for more balanced meals. And you can choose from up to 30 different recipe options each week, and you can mix and match meals from different dietary preferences all in one box. Our family's been leaning really heavy into the different roasts. Last night, we had an incredible truffled pork chop. It was so good. And they are friendly for the whole family because I don't have time to make multiple dinners over here. I don't have time to grocery shop. I want it to deliver to my door and be easy to follow. Meals are ready in 30 minutes, and even my teen can help us make them. So why don't you go ahead and check out Green Chef For Yourself, Go to greenchef.com slash emilybaker135 and use code emilybaker135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. Find out why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's go back to today's episode. Now, these were filed under different docket numbers in the two litigations, but they're exactly the same because they are seeking to combine the two litigations. So I'm only pulling the one grouping of documents, but in, in, in all transparency, they are filed in both litigations and they are, being, um, they are going to be heard in the litigations. So this is the opposition to Traveler's motion to consolidate this action with action filed by defendant and counterclaimant New York Marine and General Insurance Company against Insured. Let us get into this motion. They do a really nice job of kind of laying out where we're at in their introduction. Defendant and counterclaimant New York Marine and General Insurance Company opposes plaintiff and counter-defendant travelers. I'm gonna go by New York Marine and travelers throughout this, so you'll hear me refer to them that way. But this is New York Marine's opposition to travelers motion to consolidate this action, the first action with a separate action filed by New York Marine against the mutual insured Amber Heard. So they're calling the Amber Heard action the second action. Remember, it's the most recently filed, so it did come second. The Travelers action started first, or Travelers sued New York Marine prior to the defamation case going to trial. So this suit was filed during the run-up to the defamation suit, and they had actually asked to stay this first action during the pendency of the defamation suit, and the court was like, no. We're not. We're going to just keep going. And here we are continuing on. It goes to say the first action was filed by travelers seeking, one, a declaratory judgment as to the rights and duties of travelers and New York Marine. So again, asking the court to sort it out. Who has to pay who and how much? Two equitable contribution from New York Marine. Pay us because we had to pay our mutual insured In the first action, New York Marine filed a counterclaim against travelers asserting causes of action for one, declaratory relief. New York Marine did not owe a duty to defend the insured through independent counsel. Again, Your Honor, just tell us we didn't have to pay. Two, declaratory relief that New York Marine did not fail to provide a defense to its insured. Hey, we did what we were supposed to. Three, declaratory relief reimbursement. Hey, now you pay us. The second action was filed by New York Marine against the mutual insured, Amber Heard, Four, one, declaratory relief as to New York Marine's duty to indemnify the insured for the judgment order under this policy. So New York Marine wants the court to say, do we have to pay any of the judgment against Amber Heard for Johnny Depp, that over $10.3 million? And when we went through the original complaint, there are rules in California about whether or not insurance has to cover judgments and has a duty to defend when you're looking at an intentional court The jury verdict being specifically spelled out that this was willful defamation is going to matter huge in this case, and it's going to play in to whether or not this insurance company has to pay anything at all, and they're asking for the judge to make a ruling as a matter of law, essentially. Look at the law, look at the facts, declaratory relief, declare what happens here. Mom, mom, tell us, tell us what we're doing. Two, declaratory relief as to New York Marines' duty to indemnify the insured for any judgment in the underlying action. Three, declaratory relief as to the plaintiff's duty to defend heard in the underlying action the policy set forth in California Insurance Code 533 and 4, declaratory relief as to New York Marines' duty to defend and indemnify the insured in the underlying action under the policy regarding policy conditions. So it's all declaratory relief. Please, judge, just tell us what it is. Travelers alleges that both actions involve common issues of facts in law because both actions include allegations by New York Marine that travelers, the insured, and counsel representing the insured paid for by travelers did not adequately cooperate with New York Marine's selected defense counsel for the underlying action. It's interesting that they say New York Marine's selected defense counsel when it's clear from, or at least it's clear to me from the first filing, that New York Marine's selected defense counsel had already been hired by Amber Heard. So it wasn't like they just pulled a rando attorney off the street and were like, you're doing this now. It was somebody she was already working with. They go on to say that Travelers ignores the numerous other issues that are included in each action, which are wholly irrelevant to the other action. Your Honor, one of these things is not like the other. For example, they say Travelers' affirmative claims in its first amended complaint against New York Marine have no overlap with the issues to be decided in the second action, as travelers' rights and obligations are not at issue in any dispute between New York Marine and the insured. So, Your Honor, the rights at issue between travelers and New York Marine are different than what's at issue between New York Marine and Amber Heard. So these can't be combined and should not be consolidated. These are two separate cases. Now, remember, one of Traveler's main arguments is there's a lot of lawyers that have to be deposed here. We're going to see more conversation about that in a minute, including Elaine Bredahoff. That was in the last, the last episode. If you have not seen the last episode about this, go look at that. But they wanted to depose all the lawyers and saying, hey, these lawyers don't want to be deposed twice in these different causes of action. I'm sure they can do some consolidation as to discovery, but that doesn't mean all the cases need to be consolidated. Consolidating all the cases mean they would all go to trial together. All the discovery would be together. It would all be handled um, as one. And New York Marine is like, that's not what we want to do at all. So getting back into this, New York Marine is arguing that there are there's not overlap in everything here because New York Marine vis-a-vis travelers is different than the rights New York Marines asserting against Amber Heard as the insured. They go on to write that the only overlapping issues with travelers has identified are the actions taken by travelers, the insured, or both parties with respect to cooperation and participation in the insured's defense with New York Marine's appointed counsel. This is so wild to me that New York Marine was paying for attorneys, travelers came in paying for a different group of attorneys, and then, I don't know, it, it turns into some kind of roller derby of attorneys. And whatever they say, kind of elbowed out, like literally in my head, I'm thinking roller derby with people like throwing elbows and blocking out other parties. But in the complaint, they talk about the attorneys from New York Marine not being put on the notice list and not getting communications with the court and Amber Heard's other counsel that's being paid by travelers, Elaine Bredahoff et al., coming in and kind of taking over the whole show. And they're like, why should we have to pay? Why should we have to pay for the decisions they made that led us here? Why are we paying for this? We're not. Anyway, they go on to say in the motion that even if that ground alone were appropriate for some partial consolidation, the issue of consolidation is not ripe at this time as the mutual insured has not yet appeared in the second action and thus is unable to file an opposition to this consolidation motion or otherwise articulate her own views regarding potential prejudice Of consolidation, Your Honor, we can't even get here yet because Amber Heard hasn't answered the complaint yet. And it's—I went back and looked at the docket. There is no appearance of any attorney on behalf of Amber Heard yet in the New York Marine versus Heard litigation. But we do see an email from Heard's attorney attached to this motion. So it's—it's so interesting that New York Marine is suing Amber Heard. But they're also in this motion being, but we need to consider the other party, your honor. The other party's rights have not been considered yet and they haven't responded in this litigation, but we must consider them, your honor. They go on to say that even if the actions are consolidated for some purposes, both actions should not be consolidated for all purposes and should not be consolidated for the purpose of a single trial. Contrary to Traveler's assertion that the matter should be consolidated for all purposes, consolidation for all purposes, including trial, would risk prejudice to the parties and confusion of the jury. They then go through the law for the principles of consolidation, which we went through in the underlying motion, but when should things be consolidated? When do you take into account if there's prejudice to one side or the other? When do you look at the benefits of the consolidation? How do you weigh the benefits versus any potential prejudice? And how do you decide that? And they are presenting the law that is, you know, most most appropriate to their side that they don't want to consolidate everything, including a quote from a uh, Antonetti versus Chipotle Mexican grill saying that even where common questions of law or fact exist, quote, consolidation is inappropriate if it results in inefficiency, inconvenience, or unfair prejudice to a party. And that's really where they're arguing that there's unfair prejudice, that there's no point of consolidating these. And then on their second argument, because of course it's like, hey, your honor, don't consolidate. But if you're considering it, don't do it yet. Consolidation should be delayed until the insured appears and has an opportunity to be heard on potential prejudice. So, hey, even if you're thinking about this, you need to wait until Amber Heard is in the second action because as she is a party and as a party has not had an opportunity to address this motion yet. The motion goes on to say the mutual insured is the sole defendant in the second action, but has not yet appeared in the action. On August 25th, 2022, after travelers filed this motion to consolidate, counsel for the insured requested that travelers withdraw the motion until the insured had a, quote, meaningful opportunity to assess whether it is appropriate to consolidate the two actions or, quote, what any prejudicial impact might be from consolidation. End quote. And that's coming from the declaration that we're gonna take a look at in a minute. It says, in light of this position, counsel for the insured further requested that travelers withdraw this motion until counsel for the insured heard had an opportunity to discuss the issue with counsel for both travelers and New York Marine. However, as of the date of this opposition, counsel for travelers has not responded to that request or otherwise indicated whether travelers is willing to postpone the request for consolidation to provide the insured an opportunity to evaluate these issues. Travelers disagrees with that assessment, but we're going to get to their reply in a minute. They go on to say the concerns raised by the insured's council are valid and the insured should be provided an opportunity to evaluate the merits of Travelers position. I wouldn't be surprised, truly, as a sidebar, if the court says, let's uh, postpone this a little bit. But it'll be interesting if one court decides to postpone it and one doesn't want to postpone it, because one court might be like, we can just address these issues now The court in the first action because all the parties are present in the first action. Amber Heard's not a party to the first action. It's just the insurance companies. It goes on to say once the insured appears and has had an opportunity to evaluate this request, travelers would then be able to properly present the issue for the court's consideration. Your Honor, let's just not do this now. And then the next subsection, New York Marine gets into the underlying prejudice or what they say could be considered potential prejudice of consolidating these two motions. They say the underlying litigation, which is the subject of the dispute regarding coverage under policies issued by travelers in New York Marine to the mutual insured is ongoing. As a result, New York Marine expects that when the insured appears in the second action, she will file a motion to stay except as to New York Marines first cause of action, which presents purely as an issue of law. So, hey, you're, we think When Amber Heard comes in on this action, she will seek to stop or pause this action to let the other action between the insurance companies go forward or to wait until there is um, finality with regard to the appeal. And then they say that they expect that stay will be filed pending resolution of the underlying litigation under the Montrose Doctrine of Law. And then it cites that case saying, quote, declaratory relief action stayed pending resolution of underlying litigation based on an overlap of factual issues. They say in the event that the court grants this consolidation and a request to stay the second, third, and fourth causes of action in the litigation between New York Marine and the insured in the second action, there would be an inherent uncertainty as to whether the first action could proceed based on the consolidation. The disputes between travelers and New York Marine are separate from any disputes with the mutual insured and therefore should not be subject to any stays that the court may deem appropriate for the second action between New York Marine and Heard. Then they go on to say that consolidation at the trial level would risk prejudice and confusion of a jury, and that consolidating for a trial would be improper, that New York Marine has separate claims against travelers and that Travelers has claims against New York Marine, but those are completely separate from New York Marine's issues against Amber Heard. And then they go on to talk about why, saying, for example, New York Marine has alleged that Travelers funded the defense of the insured through counsel ostensibly selected by the insured, Heard, and that Travelers either deliberately encouraged and fomented the conduct of independent counsel who affirmatively and deliberately refused to cooperate with New York Marines appointed counsel and actively sought to obstruct, prevent, and limit their participation and or failed to insist that independent counsel cooperate with and facilitate the participation of New York Marines appointed counsel. So either travelers actively worked with the insured and counsel to kind of elbow out New York Marines attorneys, or they failed to intervene and insist. They go on to say that since asserting that claim, New York Marine has discovered additional information regarding travelers' retention of counsel to represent the insured at travelers' expense and the coordination between travelers and that counsel to prevent cooperation or participation by New York Marines' appointed counsel in the insured's defense of the underlying action. While the counsel retained by travelers to represent the insured was the insured's agent, there is a question of the extent of control or instructions. Provided by the insured to that counsel regarding the cooperation and participation by New York Marine's appointed counsel in the insured's defense. Now that was a whole lot of a long sentence, but what New York Marine is alleging in this is really that travelers coordinated with Elaine Bredahoff to keep out the other counsel and that that all, all of that mess needs to stay in its own trial, because it doesn't have anything to do with New York Marines suing Amber Heard, saying she willfully defamed somebody. We don't have to pay for that. This is the back and forth between the insurance companies arguing that really the attorneys might have, while they alleged, coordinated with travelers who was paying for the attorneys with regard to keeping New York Marines appointed counsel out of the loop and potentially out of the litigation. It's a big allegation about how involved Travelers was, but we saw representatives from Travelers in court regularly during this litigation. New York Green goes on to say that if these actions proceeded to a consolidated trial, there is a potential that a jury would be confused by the actions of counsel retained and ostensibly controlled by Travelers with respect to actions on behalf of the insured. The jury could find unclean hands on behalf of Travelers, which is a defense that's been asserted in this case, in the retention of that counsel to the insured and thereby prejudice the insured. As discussed above, the insured has not yet appeared in the second action and thus is unable to properly present her arguments for or against consolidation. They're like, yeah, and um, the insured might need to throw travelers right under the bus and the lawyers too. Everybody might need to get thrown uh, under this bus. So we can't have these things consolidated because it actually might hamper the defense of Amber Heard if the defense is that they were all coordinating together and that it's not her fault. She didn't want the attorneys from New York Marine to be elbowed out. One could theorize that she might want to make that argument. Again, this is me reading into what New York Marine is arguing here saying, look, these defenses need to be available and you can't do that if you've got these two things consolidated for trial. They then wrap up by talking about the claims that don't overlap and asking the court to deny the motion and then attaching a declaration of James P. Wagoner in support of the opposition. Uh, Mr. Wagoner is an attorney licensed in California who is an attorney for defendant counterclaimant New York Marine and says in this, well, we're really going to just talk about the email because the email is what's important. On August 25th, 2022, Kirk Pasek, P-A-S-I-C-H, Pash, Pasek, we're going with Pasic. counsel for the mutual insured, Amber Heard, the defendant in the case number, contacted both our office and counsel for travelers and requested the travelers withdraw the motion to consolidate to provide the mutual insured with an opportunity to evaluate the issues involved. Specifically, Mr. Pasik noted that the insured is not a party to the first case and that the insured has not appeared in the second case. Moreover, the attorney noted that because the insured is, quote, is not a party to the traveler's lawsuit, she has no meaningful way to assess whether it is appropriate to consolidate the two lawsuits or what any prejudicial impact might be from consolidation. And then they attach that email. So let's go take a look at that email. And this is an email from Kirk Pasick. Uh, sent on August 25th at 3.12 p.m., but it is in response to an email sent by Mark Peterson to a whole fleet of attorneys talking about this motion to consolidate. And it says, simply, gentlemen, yesterday, travelers filed a motion to consolidate its insurance case against ProSight with Prosite's case against misheard, Prosite, being New York Marine. The same papers were filed in each case. Attach our copies of the papers filed in the New York Marine case against Ms. Heard. Counsel for Prosite and I have an agreement that each party would have at least two weeks to respond rather than the normal one. We filed the motion yesterday with seven and a half weeks of notice rather than the required four weeks of notice. Prosite's opposition will be filed by September 19th, four weeks prior to the October 17th hearing, and Traveler's reply will be filed by October 3rd, two weeks prior to the hearing. See, and that timing works out perfectly because now we have both the opposition, and the reply. So this is in response to that from Amber Heard's attorney. Gentlemen, as you know, Ms. Heard is not a party to the Travelers lawsuit and has not been served in the New York Marine lawsuit. This was as of August 25th. But the policies are her assets, and you are proceeding without her involvement. Parentheses, I note that each of you have reached out to me, but I have not had authority to accept service. In the New York Marine lawsuit and parentheses. so, um, come serve me and and based on latest news reports, it seems that Amber Heard is still out of the country. So if she's not allowing her attorneys to accept service on your her behalf, this could delay this even further if she is still out of the country. I mean, news reports from this week, I think, show that she's in Spain. It goes on to say, given that the policies are her assets, she clearly is a real party in interest and likely an indispensable party. As you know, Ms. Hurt is actively pursuing her appellate remedies in the debt lawsuit. Your actions are forcing her to litigate on multiple fronts and increasing the stress upon her. This is not an appropriate way for insurers to treat their insured. Bad on you, bad on you for forcing us to deal with this motion to consolidate while we are trying to deal with this appeal. It does, goes on to say, because Ms. Hurd is not a party to the Traveler's lawsuit, she has no meaningful way to assess whether it is appropriate to consolidate the two lawsuits or what any prejudicial impact might be from consolidation. She also does not know what has transpired to date in the Traveler's lawsuit, including what discovery may have been conducted, parentheses, although she is aware that certain discovery is being directed against lawyers that have represented her, which may itself be prejudicial. And Yeah they're trying to depose all of the lawyers, including Elaine. So she is aware. You can't not be aware. It's all over the news. And I'm sure that her attorneys have had conversations behind the scenes. But as of the writing of this email, she still had not been served. It seems that she is out of the country and has been out of the country. Um, Her attorney does not have the authority to accept service on her behalf. So it's like, come at me, bro. So this could end up getting delayed. But if she wants, it would be reasonable for a court to say, if you want to participate in having your voice heard in this lawsuit, you're aware this lawsuit exists, show up in this lawsuit and and let us know what you have to say instead of having the party that's suing you representing your desires in this lawsuit because you haven't appeared in this lawsuit yet. So it goes on to say, I suggest that you, New York Marines counsel, and I, you, traveler's attorney, um, have a conference call to discuss this. Meanwhile, we request that you withdraw your motion to consolidate until we talk. Please note that we are not saying at this point that the lawsuit should not be consolidated. We are simply asking that you defer the motion until Ms. Heard and we have a chance to consider what has transpired in the lawsuits. This is why you need counsel, because the lawyers have to look through everything and kind of forward look at what her defenses might be, taking into consideration that her lawyers are going to be deposed in this and what might benefit her. It is up to her lawyers to forward look the chess match on this and try to play out the moves in their head and be like, okay, well, if they do this, we argue this. If they bring this, we argue this. And that's going to take a little time, effort, and a lot of conversations with their client and possibly their client's former lawyers. It goes on to say, if you are not willing to do so, please advise us so that we can take steps to protect Ms. Hurd's rights. Also, to the extent you intend to proceed at some point with a consolidation motion, please provide us now with copies of all filings and orders in the case, all discovery conducted to date, including transcripts of any depositions and all future deadlines and other events. Meanwhile, Ms. Hurd continues to reserve all rights. And that is from her attorney. So look, the attorneys are like, we don't know if this should be consolidated or not. What we do know is we need more time. We're asking you to withdraw it because you're forcing Amber Heard to undertake litigation on multiple fronts. And this has to be a financial impact. Who is paying for the appeal? It seems that Travelers might be paying for part of the appeal while all this is going on. Let's take a look at what Traveler said. But first, a word from our sponsor. You know how much I love a fun manicure, but one of the things that can be a real drain is making sure that you have enough time to get to the salon to get your nails done. It's so nice to be able to do it at home on my own time and have a salon-like manicure in minutes. Olive and June press-ons and their all-in-one press-on mani system have everything you need to get salon-quality manicures in minutes and at a fraction of the cost. No need for appointments, no need to wait for them to dry, and they come in a great variety of really fun designs. The Olive & June Manny Kits comes with over 42 different nails, so you can find a custom fit, and they are made from 94% post-consumer recycled material. Your mani is waiting for you. Visit oliveandjune.com lawnard for 20% off your nail system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E.com slash Lonard, L-A-W-N-E-R-D, for 20% off your nail system. I can't wait to see what you pick. Let's get back to today's show. All right, let's take a look at Traveler's reply to this. It's always so confusing because Traveler's calls New York Marine Prosite, and I will try in my head to call New York Marine, New York Marine even though they call them pro site this entire motion. In a very brief introduction, they go on to say that New York Marine concedes the main point that the actions substantially overlap, and they make two arguments against consolidation. One, that the two cases are not identical, and two, that we need to first hear from the insured who is a defendant in one of the actions. So they've kind of distilled the New York Marine opposition to this and are replying to it arguing that neither of those are reasons to deny the consolidation. They argue that consolidation does not require identical action, but merely common questions, which ProSight does not deny exists here. They say, for example, New York Marine notes that travelers' rights and obligations are not at issue in the dispute between New York Marine and the insured. They then throw some shade, arguing that New York Marine offers a tortured analysis of the issues in both cases, and it ignores the close relationship between the rights of travelers and the insured. Travelers' rights against New York Marine are tightly intertwined with and dependent upon the scope of New York Marine's obligations to the insured. They say, in other words, the court or the trier of fact cannot determine the rights of travelers and pro-site New York Marine without also considering the rights of the insured and against New York Marine. So their argument is, look, these are inexplicably intertwined, even though the parties are different, because the rights that Travelers is essentially stepping into and asserting against New York Marine are the rights of Amber Heard under the New York Marine policy. And the New York Marine policy is the underlying issue upon which declaratory relief is being sought in the New York Marine against Amber Heard lawsuit. So Travelers is repositioning the argument, saying, really, what we have here is What rights does Amber Heard have vis-a-vis New York Marine? And can travelers assert those rights to force New York Marine to pony up and pay? So at the end of the day, the central issue is what is what are the rights owed to Amber Heard by New York Marine under the policy, under the law? And how can travelers then assert or wield those rights? So really they are the same issues, and because they're the same issues of law. It doesn't matter that these aren't identical cases. They are so intertwined that they need to be consolidated together, which is a good argument. And then they go on and say that the court's assessment of the interrelated rights of the three parties should not be done twice with the potential for two possibly differing results. Can we just do have one court decide this? They then talk about the fact that what's required under the rules of federal procedure is a common question of law or fact and that the cases don't need to be identical. And there is a common question of law or fact, because it's all hinging on New York Marine's policy and rights owed to Amber Heard, or not owed, as they're asserting. They then go on with a a great a great line of argument here about New York Marine arguing that a jury would be confused by the consolidated case. They say the threat of this argument is difficult to follow. However, Travelers has every confidence that the court's experience in instructing juries in cases involving multiple parties would eliminate any concern of jury confusion. It's so patronizing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, oh no, the court can handle it. Don't you worry, New York Marine. The court's, the court's got this. In the infinite wisdom of the court, this will be handled. The lawyer shade is strong. They then go on to say that ProSite does not offer any substantive reason why consolidation should be denied it merely speculates on uncertain possibilities, which in any case are unlikely to cause New York Marine any prejudice. The factual overlap in the two cases has recently crystallized. One of the insured's former defense attorneys was scheduled to be deposed in the first action. He cooperated with the scheduling, but he put the parties on notice that he would likely object to sitting for another deposition in the second action. And this is what we've seen um, argued in the underlying motion. These lawyers are like, I will do this once, but no more. They say that the insured's personal counsel, likewise, has expressed opposition to witnesses being deposed twice and has pushed back on New York Marines' request that he sit for a deposition in the first action prior to a ruling regarding the consolidation. That opponents positions are indicative of the topical overlap of the two cases. They then go on the line of argument that Amber Heard's lack of of participation in this process matters. They say that New York Marine asserts that consolidation should be postponed until a view of the insured can be assessed. They say this is not a reason for the motion to be withdrawn, as New York Marine suggests. If the court would like to hear from the insured before the ruling, it can continue the hearing on this motion and order a response by the insured, followed by a reply from travelers on a briefing schedule. Fine. Put it over. Let's hear it. They then say on a side note, it is not true that travelers failed to respond to a communication from counsel for the insured regarding consolidation as New York Marine informed the court. New York Marine said in their motion that we covered earlier in this episode that there was going to be some kind of a conference call and it didn't happen. Travelers did not respond. Travelers takes umbrage with it. They go on to say Council for Travelers did communicate with Council for the Insured more than once in writing, but it did not copy New York Marine on those communications. No, no, we're talking without you. Don't worry. We've chatted, you're just not a part of the conversation. Like New York, Marines should be surprised at this point that Travelers is having communications with Amber Heard's lawyers directly without them being in the loop. Really? No one should be shocked by this. They say Travelers intended those communications to be private and it does not provide them here. No more emails from us. The insured's counsel was aware of this motion and has not provided any formal objection or opposition to the consolidation. No, because they're not part of the case yet. It's not timely. They say that New York Marines' incorrect statement travelers did not respond to the insured should have no bearing on this motion. I mean, it probably shouldn't have anyway. And then their conclusion is that if the court wishes to hear from the insured, that they can request that the insured reply and then give Traveler's time to reply on a briefing schedule, but that the actions should be consolidated. And then they attach a declaration of Mark D. Peterson, attorney, and this talks about the emails again. I have reviewed the email that is attached as an exhibit to the declaration of James P. Wagoner, which opposes Traveler's motion to consolidate two actions pending in this court. The email is from Kurt Pasek, "...whom I understand to be counsel for the insured in the action filed by New York Marine against her. After I received this email on August 25th, I had further email communications with Mr. Pasek concerning consolidation of the actions and other issues. I did not copy Mr. Wagoner on those future communications." I consider those communications with Mr. Pashak to be private, so I'm not attaching them as an exhibit here. Thus, the statement in New York Marines' opposition and in the Declaration of counsel that, quote, travelers had not responded to, quote, this email is wrong. I did. (laughs) That's the last line. That's wrong. I did. I responded to the email, Your Honor. It goes on to say the factual overlap in the two cases, which are the subject to this motion to consolidate, has been illustrated recently by positions taken by two attorneys. Two attorneys, four, represent the insured. Who represented the insured, I think? One of the insured's former defense attorneys, Sean Roach, was scheduled to be deposed in the first action. Mr. Roach cooperated with the scheduling, but he put the parties on notice. He would likely object to sitting for another deposition in the second action. The insurance personal counsel, Jeremiah Reynolds, likewise has expressed opposition to witnesses being deposed twice and has pushed back on the request. And then that was done September 30th and is being recorded just at the beginning of October here. I can't believe it's already October. I can't believe we're getting close to the appellate briefs being filed. I can't believe everybody's waiting for appellate briefs. It's just in, in in the alternate universe that we have all slipped through since like April of this year, things, things I keep not anticipating keep happening. And I'm like, this is wild. Is this really happening? This is wild. Is this really happening? But I want to know your thoughts and questions about this. It looks like Amber Heard is not pleased that she is litigating on multiple fronts. I don't know if the court's going to delay this for Amber Heard to be heard. I don't know if it will be denied outright because there is a lot of overlap And Travelers makes an excellent point when they say, look, the rights Travelers are asserting are all coming from that same New York Marine policy. So the rights in the New York Marine policy are what have to be determined here. It's a good argument, and we will see what the court does with that. But now it is time to say goodbye for this episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a lawner. Thank you for your support of not just me and my YouTube channel, but this podcast. You regularly keep it. Um, at the top of the charts in entertainment news, in more countries than I can count on two hands across the world, your support has been absolutely incredible. I have missed streaming, I have missed podcasting. I am getting better, <laughs> so we're we are going to be doing more of it, and you will hear a lot from me this month. I'm attending BravoCon later this month, so I'm sure I will see some of you there. And if you would like info about about BravoCon and my thoughts on BravoCon, that's going to be over on the members only. I have thoughts podcast at the Law Nerds community. So that's where you can find that info. I'll be sharing on social. You know that I will. I'm excited. I'm nervous and I'm nerve sighted I've never been to anything quite like it. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited to go. So we will, we will see what happens in New York in about a week and a half. And I will be back with you every, well, <laughs> health-willing, every week this month with new episodes. I have a list of podcast episodes in the hopper for y'all because a lot's been going down. We've got stuff going on with the Chrisley federal conviction. There's stuff popping off with the Angelina Jolie winery lawsuit. You let me know what you're most interested in hearing in your reviews or the comments below, and I will talk to you in the next one. So with that, may your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May you stay hydrated. May your family be well. May everyone be healthier than me at this moment because Lord, it's been it's been a long 10 days. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one.